0: what's up you guys it's erica and mila and guess what we're having a live show in atlanta and it's coming up rather rapidly so quick y'all and we are so excited make sure you get those tickets book those babysitters come out have a drink laugh connect We have some dope-ass guests coming. Um, We're really excited. We have Shanicia from Black Moms Blog. We have Lauren
1: Williams from Real Housewives of Atlanta. So come through to BQE Lounge. Um, Also, Danielle from Marriage and Martini's podcast will be joining us. So be sure to come kick it. We're looking forward to seeing you. Our gift bags, our VIP bags are really popping. There's a lot of shit up in there. And we're ready to connect. Uh, you can buy tickets on
0: our Instagram at goodmoms underscore bad choices and tell
2: all your friends. Bye.
1: good moms, bad choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Neela,
0: And it's Wednesday, y'all. Hey. Happy Wednesday. I hope you guys are uh, having a good week so far. Setting those intentions, conquering your goals, staying positive, putting yourself first like we talked about two episodes ago. Drinking water. Considering yourself because that's the most important thing you can do we have a very special guest here today i'm really excited um you know us good moms we love to creep into a dm
1: (laughs) we're professional dm creepers (laughs) and sometimes we're successful (laughs) a lot of times (laughs) it's called consistency (laughs) um
0: we have the beautiful talented mama melanie fiona Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for shooting your shot. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to find out that you live in the valley too. You know, we valley girls over here. Valley aren't?
3: girls. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I feel happy. Um, speaking of intentions, speaking about a week, it's been a good one thus far. I feel like the energy is really good. I feel like the synergy is also really good. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's awesome. I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to meet you girls and be talking about the things that we've already been talking. I mean, that we should have been rolling this whole time. I know. From the moment right. I walked through the door, we're like, "And me too." Right. Yeah. I
0: mean, it feels like we already kind of know each other. Yeah, yeah. We're
3: friends.
2: Yeah. Fine. We love.
1: We've already invited her to a dinner party. Oh yeah, yes. cutting. Confirm, <laughs> check, check. Cut in. Um, actually, we haven't. M- Melanie and I have a mutual friend, so we've been on my radar for a long time to stalk. But I'm like, I'm gonna, give her- I'm gonna chill, so I won't reflect poorly on Siobhan.
3: Shout out to Siobhan. <laughs> Shout out to Siobhan.
1: <laughs> Um, she's, I was like, uh, why don't you ask your, your friend? She's like, um, okay, well, I'm like, all right, don't worry, I'll do it myself. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll, I'll do it in a non-creepy way. So as soon as she said something on chance, I'm like, oh, perfect timing. Hello. So And usually when I have friends of another friend, even if we never met, I'm like, oh, well, guess what now? We're friends we're automatically. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, friends by association. Exactly. <laughs> Typically it's guilty by association,
3: but no, we'll take friends, friends by association. It's better.
0: So you have a son.
3: I do. Can you tell us
0: how old he
3: is? He is, in this life, he's three and a half. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because Lord knows this is not his first lifetime. Um, He's wonderful. His name's Cameron. And he is magical. I mean, I know every parent says that about their kid, but he's really special. Cameron has just this, like, extremely positive outlook on life. It's almost too innocent for this planet. Um, I'm very proud of that, but, like, I actually have deep fears of having to kill someone to protect that magic that he has. Because you know it. Like, you know when when it can be people don't always celebrate your magic. They don't always celebrate your light. Um, Some people feel threatened by it. And he just sees the world for everything that's positive. And I want to keep that in him as long as possible. And so um, he's great. He's a Pisces. He's born on Pi Day. Oh,
1: water signs in the house. Water signs, all water signs.
3: Um, and he is the best and worst parts of me and his dad. <laughs> like, you sure you see that? It's like, oh my God, you're so awesome. You're just like me. And you're just like, oh my God, that I hate that about you. And that's just like me. <laughs> yeah. So kids, you know, they show But he's great. He just started school. We got past meltdowns because we were crying every day. Oof. Both of us. Oof, we were all uh-huh. crying. Oh, yeah, I didn't but know. now he's, he made a friend apparently. So we're. Oh, you mean the meltdown in school? The meltdown oh, in school. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Like, don't leave me. Like just. Oh my god, I know. I you know, that. and it's like I love you, but I have to go, and <laughs> I need these five hours to do something with my life. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's um, it's been good. It's been a good adjustment, I think, for both of us to find our independence again. So, but he's awesome. Great kid.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I know. Going when I restarted school, it was like, like she would like latch on to me. It was mm-hmm. like, I was like, I felt I I left crying. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, am I? doing the wrong
3: thing like is it too soon, soon.
0: like what's going
3: on no i mean a weekend he there was it was last thursday and this was after a mega meltdown on wednesday thursday we woke up and i was getting him ready like getting lunch and breakfast and everything and he just looked at me and i was like okay he's like where are we going i was like we have to go to school and he just said, "No, thank you, mommy." Aww. Aww. And I okay. said, okay. "I said, no, thank you." He says, "He says, I just want to stay here with you and rest." Aww. And he went upstairs and went into my bed and laid there with me for an hour. And Cameron is off the wall energy, mm-hmm. so for him to lay still with me for an hour, I was like, "Oh, he's not about this life today." I was like, "You need a mental health day. We're gonna stay home." <laughs> and he said, "We'll go to school tomorrow." Okay. And he did, he held up his end of the bargain, went to school, and that was the first day he didn't cry. Okay. Aww. So I was like, you know what? Sometimes you just gotta be like, it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. You're gonna. To go to school for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like going today? Cool. Okay. That's I don't good. feel like going today either. Right. Cool. I, know. I don't feel like yeah. today. There's
0: a lot of times where I'm like, you know, I don't feel like doing life today. No. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Just gonna call it off. Well, there's also days <laughs> I'm like, I don't feel
0: like being a mom today. Right. Yeah. I
3: don't get to do that. No. Right. That is the one thing you <laughs> don't get to say no to. me Absolutely. Twenty four seven forever. Forever, even when they're not in your presence. Did you always want kids? Yes, I did. I didn't know what motherhood actually looked like for me. I just knew I wanted to have kids. And then when Cam came, I was like, check. I felt completely satisfied. I felt completely... Was he planned or yeah. was he... He was, uh, he was manifested. Okay. <laughs> because we were just talking about the idea of looking forward to having children um, based off of what we had been through, the place in our relationship where we had gotten to, and just feeling like, wow, like we've come so far. Like It's going to be awesome to have a family with you one day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then one day became three weeks later oh wow okay oh yeah that's what happens when you have
1: those type of conversations and no I
3: I mean I can't even tell you there was a series of things that happened leading up to that that was one the second thing that happened was some relative of his I'm pretty sure like put a put a like curse but not a bad curse like she she just hexed me into pregnancy (laughs) and then um and then my brother actually he's older than me seven years older than me he I went home to visit and he just started talking about uh freezing my eggs and
1: I was what? like oh
2: Lord
3: yeah and I was, we go. and I was like
1: I've never heard a man bring up an egg freezing. my
3: brother love you to de- love you to death how I will never forget though I looked at him I'm like I'm not old, how say, how old? I'm in, I'm in my third I was in my early 30s what? I was like 31 and I was like why would you tell me that I need to freeze my eggs he's like well you know I just know you're really about your career and I would hate for you to get too far along like I have so many female colleagues that are in their late 30s thinking about having kids and they're experiencing complications and i know you want it all he was like look at it like insurance for your for your house is, my brother's very rational okay like i'm i'm very emotional and spiritual and he is facts on like right. rationality so i was like i'm not old why are you bringing this to me like this and then i started to be like well if i can't get pregnant mm. so i book an appointment two weeks later to go to the doctor to make sure everything's okay when I went to that appointment, I was already pregnant. So oh, my God. God. Is that when you found out? No. I found out on my birthday
2: oh, two wow. weeks later.
3: So oh. I got pregnant in the middle of June. I was probably two days pregnant when I went for my checkup to be like, so I'm you know, just thinking about family planning. She's like, everything is fine. I think when you're ready, it'll be good. I was like, well, can we just talk about what are some options? She's like, we'll talk about whatever you want, but I'm telling you, you're, you're probably good. fine. Oh, I was good. You're I was, good. I was already good. pregnant. You're more than good. Yeah, so... But here he is now. (laughs) A blessing. (laughs) A blessing.
0: It's so funny. I feel like that's, I don't, is your brother live in LA or is he in Toronto? No, he's in Toronto. Okay, because I was going to say. This is such an LA, right? LA, all my
1: friends are 31, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, girl.
2: we
0: got a freezer egg? Yes. I had this guy that I used to date. uh, He was telling, we went out and he was like, you know, I I won't date anyone under, over 30, 30 years old. Over? Over? I thought it was thirty-one. A oh, thirty-one. Yeah. He's like, I won't date well thirty, thirty-one yeah. same shit. He's like, I won't date anyone over thirty-one because you know the, the likelihood of pregnancy just like diminishes. I didn't know that was just one of his reasons. First, of yes. All. I can't, and even. I'm the, like, the I'm like, so what the fuck were you doing dating me? Wasting my goddamn time. Wasting like, my I'm time. And clearly I'm fertile because I already have produced. Yeah. So. Thank you. And I was, what have you done? And there? I <laughs> and stuff, I was like, what kind of weird fuck shit is this that are that, like are this information
3: getting implanted in these men's brains? I'm like, no, okay. no. It just we we've been made to believe that I have a girlfriend who's 40 and just had her first kid, completely natural, the most amazing birth story and pregnancy I've ever heard. And she's living her best life. And she didn't know if she was going to be able to have kids because she was under this impression that, oh, I'm 40, that ship has sailed. Mm-hmm. She's doing it just fine. Just listen, for all intents and purposes, whether you want children or not, just be good to your health and your body. The end. Right. Here. Like, And I'm not saying that it's that easy for everyone. However, don't allow the... I mean, you've heard the stories of women who are trying so hard to get pregnant, they're timing it, they're doing, and as soon as they stop trying, they get pregnant. Because we literally can psych ourselves out. So, like, you just have to surrender to the idea of what will be for you is going to be what's going to be for you.
1: I just feel like there's, like, literally mind over matter. Like, what what you say, it is, it is. And, And your body believes it, you know? I think that's basically what that is. I mean, it's true. I mean, I know people struggle and have problems, but, you know, I think for the most part, yeah, to, like, yeah. Me, like, of
3: course, there's absolutely medical conditions and things that can, you know, affect a woman's success rate as far as getting pregnant, you know, some women have to have like medical intervention. But I mean, for the most part, I feel like a lot of stories of women who where health is like not an issue it's your mind yeah. like you're so stressed out with this like thing just oh, i have to it has to happen now and then also you just take the fun out of the sex right like you're i know painful. husbands that are just like oh, oh my god. god like she's calling me cuz i have to like you know, we have to have sex, and I have to come by ten thirty six p.m. because her temperature is at this, <laughs> and it's just like, can't y'all just have sex, sex and have fun? And then right. I mean, that's how it
1: happened for me. I was no, having lit- a lot of fun, all the fun,
3: literally <laughs>
1: all the fun. When you're at your
3: peak fun,
1: okay? Oh, it's a peak. literally
0: that's when I got pregnant me on vacation. Yeah. Not, not trying to. No. I I was one of those people that felt like I couldn't get pregnant because me and my my dude at the time at the time. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> right. No longer, but forever. Um, we had been having unprotected, really unprotected, really irresponsible sex for six years. Six years. Yep. Nothing happened. Yeah. And then the moment we go on a little vacation and we're not really together anymore.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> <And> that's <laughs> what <laughs> happens. The Concept- universe was like, oh, y'all gonna be together. Yeah, we were in Jamaica like drinking
0: too much rum and punch. Yeah. And it was like, oh, no, we're yeah. gonna put... Put that little baby in there real quick. Yeah. Right. It was
3: Jared's It was Jared's birthday. I know, because it was like a week and we just had like celebration and after celebration. And mm-hmm. his birthday is two weeks before mine. So then when I found out I was actually pregnant two weeks later, I was like, oh my gosh. And then after I was like, uh, wait, I don't get to turn up for my birthday. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I was so pissed. Cause it's like, you meanwhile, can... for his birthday, we were doing all the things, drinking, hanging out, eating. Oh, right. I was I was eating, you know, they say you're not supposed to eat sushi. I had a week full of like sushi while I was first That's pregnant. BS. They just, you know, all these things. And I was like, then my birthday came around, but now I had known. So, like, it's like, oh, I have to think twice about what I'm getting ready to do right now right. while I'm pregnant. And then no one knew. And I'll never forget it. I just, like, I think the day after my birthday, I spent the whole day crying. Like, I was like, everything is going to change. We were supposed to go to Amsterdam, and now oh, yeah. I can't go. I,
1: like, I was like,
3: yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> you can't. I do yeah, people
1: can. talk about that enough, like. Once you find out you're pregnant, Mm-mm. ain't no two-week notice. No. You don't get a two-week, like, let me party really hard, and no. then I can, like, give it up for nine months. It's none of that. It's just, like, boom, boom. And then you have to really realize, like, oh, shit, my life is about to really, really, really change. Yeah. And my body. And mm-hmm. nine months is really mm-hmm. not enough time to prepare for the change that's about to happen. Like, you know what's about to happen, but nine months is not enough time to be, like, you've lived a, a, a lone, independent life until now. Mm. Now here's a second person. Bye. I, take care of it. Don't let it die. I still can't get myself anywhere on time.
3: <laughs> hey, much less trying to get a child together. Oh my bed, God, and on girl, time. please, people I'm already t- know. Girl, you, girl guys, you know. guys have daughters, so I don't even know because I do not brush this hair and I don't know if I had to brush another hair, it just wouldn't happen. <laughs> I'm just so glad we just take those clippers to Ken's hair just like, all right. You
1: cut it yourself? No, well, oh, his oh, dad yeah. has, but
3: Pete takes them, he, that's their thing. <laughs> but I just am like, I don't know, if that's why I know God was like, you're not really ready for another girl in the house. You don't brush your own hair. So <laughs> they're just not going to give you more hair to deal with.
1: In my house, like someone's hair gets sacrificed. And my <laughs> hair is your hair.
2: So it's
1: not going to be sacrificial both of us. Hair. <laughs> I'm like, scarf, don't describe scarf because we're not both going to have a hairstyle. Like, one of <laughs> us. And if you don't have a hairstyle, I'm going to look like a bad mom. So I got to do your hair.
3: <laughs> so you win. I'll be right? a good mom, make some bad choices <laughs> <Okay>. for <laughs> myself. Um,
1: how, so when you did get pregnant and you guys were talking about having a family, mm-hmm. how long had you guys been dating up to that point?
3: At that point, it was, uh, yeah. it was like, when was that? I know it was after a six-month break.
1: Oh. So you guys, you got pregnant kind of. Quickly-
3: we, so we were together, like we were dating for a year. We separated for six months on some like, you need to really figure out what it is that you want for your life. Um, and I know what I want for my life and I'm not going to like settle for anything less. And it was a really needed thing. And it's interesting because I think, like, for, for me before, I had done, you know, we've all kind of, you break up with somebody and then you kind of get back with them and you know in the end it's never going to work out. Yeah. It's like, you just know. So I was always like, I'm not making any U-turns. That's what I called them. I was like, I'm not making any U-turns. I'm not doing it. And I literally was like, we are not going to talk. Like, if we're over and then he moved away, he moved out of state. And I was like, you don't get my friendship. I'm not going to talk to you. I don't want us to engage in this like ongoing saga where if you finally feel like you're getting it together and it's time for us that I've I've uh, encouraged that or I've like put any, you know, planted, s- any, planted seeds. any seeds mm-hmm. like if you come back around, then I know it's on your accord, on your terms and like you're sure about what you want. And so we had like a 6-month break and then once we got back together, I mean, when we got back together it was on. Like we there was no There was none of that. Mm -hmm. And six months later, I was pregnant. Wow. Like that. And I was like... But I also know that from the beginning of how we first began, I always knew there was something there. And being the type of person that I am and doing all the things, I know there's past life history. I know that he is my mirror. And so when I got pregnant with Cam and then I had Cam, everything kind of all was like, oh... This is about Cam. Mm. This was about
1: him. This person
2: coming This person us.
3: coming yeah. in. Cause as soon as we got back together, it was like bing. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, right. Like this little angel was floating around. We'd be like, can y'all get we it get together? Because I've been waiting for this for years. That's yeah. beautiful. And so it's nice. So now it's been six years that we've been together. Nice. We got a whole family. Wow. And- it's
0: wonderful. You
3: mentioned that
0: when you got pregnant, you know, you were like
3: you had fear and I'm sure
0: like that's natural but also because of your I'm assuming because of your career as mm. well like what how did you how did you feel that would affect your career did it affect your career and like what were were you hiding your pregnancy for a while before or were you I'm, I'm really curious like did people tell you you should because I feel like that happens a lot of times in
3: so in your, in your actually, <clears throat> no one told me I should. Mm-hmm. Um, my manager at the time was a woman, and she's a mother, and she was very supportive. I was actually terrified to even tell her because I hadn't processed the feelings, and I was afraid about like what it would mean business wise. And she was just like, "Girl, put that baby in a backpack and take it on the tour bus. Like, <laughs> no, like don't even trip." But I do know that there were people around us that literally like, oh because of this narrative that has been created for women in business in general, and then especially in the music industry where your physical appearance is everything to you, it's like, oh, her her neck's getting a little fat. <laughs> <laughs> we can't really shoot that music video, we're gonna need to elongate the lens, thanks. Um, you know, and, and people for some reason look at pregnant women in the public eye, this perception, I, this narrative has been, until more recently, recently yeah has been like, it's over for you. Like, oh, you just gonna have to sit down. Like you're not gonna be able to do all of it. You're not gonna be as desirable. Um, You're gonna immediately just like abandon your career because you're a mom. And these are these narratives that people have, like they put on you and then this subconscious fear creeps in and I started showing very early and I was like, whoa, 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 so much change. How do I even present this? What does this mean? I don't even have a plan together. <laughs> like, what does this look like for me? And I had just started working with a new label, and how were they going to treat me? And we, I saw how that happened as well, which was not favorable. Mm-hmm. Um, it appeared <laughs> to be favorable, but it wasn't. It
1: was like, oh, it's fine. It was like, it's great, but then, and then all close of the the a sudden. Yeah, then then yeah,
3: and then close the door and then start whispering, and then it's just like, mm.
1: we haven't heard, but we haven't called me back. Yeah, they haven't called I'm back. And now it's studio and, time. And, yeah.
3: yeah, and now it's. Um, and now it's, it's it, again, you just become less desirable to people who have that narrative in their head and who work in that and have allowed to be. And so, you know, it's it's disappointing, but it just kind of charges, I think, what has created what we're doing. And it's creating a narrative for the motherhood space that's like, yeah, no, I'm not dead because I'm a mother. <laughs> right. Like, it's not over or for me. Or sick. Or sick. Dis, or, like, Disabled it's not it's a, not a disability. No, I, don't I don't have, have my a My mom has
0: always told me that pregnancy is a sign of health. Like it is. That means your body is healthy. That means that you are more capable than most, actually. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful that she shared that with me. And during pregnancy, that's probably why I gained 70 pounds. Because I was like, I'm healthy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, nobody shared that with me. Not but so. I mean, gained <laughs> 74.
0: But I mean, even like 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 you said, like right now, that 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 idea is kind of started to change with like celebrities like Cardi B having mm-hmm. a baby and bring her baby everywhere and seeing women. I do feel like though there's still an immense pressure on women that are that are trying to change that narrative because even I watched her and she didn't really ever take a break because I feel like she felt like she really couldn't. She wanted to prove that she could do it all, yes. right. And but she didn't feel comfortable taking a break, and nope. she might have not have been able to honestly. I but I mean, this maybe this is how it starts. You know, you you show that I'm capable, I'm capable, and then then, and then you have the you have the, more space to be like, okay, I'm, I can, I can take time. But I really felt bad for her because I I was, I felt so, she, when I watched some, like, her music videos when she was pregnant, I, I felt so empowered watching that. But then I also felt like, damn, this, she didn't really take a break. No, she really did it. Yeah, like, and I feel like it's so, it's so interesting how that, how it's like, it's changing, but it's not really changing.
3: So you know, I, I actually did a, a video post about this on my YouTube channel where I talked about it. I I called it why you, me, and Cardi B deserve to celebrate our pregnancies mm. because I remember being in I was I was in a music industry space I think it was on tour or something and I was around some guys who were talking about Cardi and it came on the radio and they were just like oh yeah man if she's really pregnant this is when people were speculating and they're just like if she's really pregnant. Man, that would be this dumbest move of her career, and I just was in the backseat, like sending flames no. of fire at them. Like, <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? It's over for her. Like, well, she has it. She's just at the at the beginning of her career. Like, this would just what? Why? Like, why? Nobody is gonna celebrate the fact that she's a Cinderella story. Nobody's celebrating the fact that she's had more success than she's ever had in her life right now. She's in a relationship. She's making more money. Why wouldn't this be an opportune time for her to have everything she's wanted for herself? Right. And why should she have to question that or hide that because of <clears throat> your stereotypical beliefs of like what she's capable of? With you not having a vagina. But thank you. <laughs> okay. With you not having a vagina. And no, and I hate it when men. Comments on like what it can possibly—you have no idea what it is to wake up every single day and your body is completely every single day. The outfit that you plan to wear, it ain't no happening. More. And if you're trying to conceal and have any sort of privacy to yourself, oh, we gotta change it. Oh, we gotta cover. I'll never forget I was going to an event and can't. It, as soon as I told my family that I was having that i was pregnant, it's like cam was just like, grow a little more. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, like celebrate me yeah. more because the more love I get, the bigger I get. And I remember I was supposed to go to this event in New York with um. EXO Nicole, and shout out to Nicole. Mm-hmm. And um, she was launching EXO Nicole, and I remember I was going there. And I, the outfit I had, I mean, there was no hiding it. But I was not ready, especially in a media outlet right. space, to be like, yeah, so I'm sporting my baby bump tonight. I just wasn't even ready. Like I, I didn't even like nobody even knew I was in a relationship. Like I, my life was so about music and my career. Sharing that personal side, and I remember I got this big poncho and I put it on over top. And I remember being like, oh my God, what is everyone going to say? And I just was like looking back being like, who cares what anybody would have said? Like I should have just been like, yeah, and say something, you know? So even for someone like Cardi and that time is so precious. Like, you know, like we think nine months, that's a long time, but it's really not. Mm -hmm. And I feel like something I would never do again if I ever got pregnant again is to shame myself into thinking that I can't express that openly because of industry standards or what other people might think, and you know, I hope for Cardi's sake that she never looks back and has to feel like, I, you know, I missed out on anything, mm-hmm. you know, because she was she was sick and pregnant in the studio, being up all night, yeah. like, you need to
2: finish
0: your album. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt what? so, I felt, I, I, I was like, wow, she really did represent how strong we are oh, yeah. as women. But you shouldn't have to be that shouldn't strong. Shouldn't have to be that strong. You
1: should already know and you should honor it and you should like honor everybody's decision to do whatever the fuck they want. Absolutely. Right. Um it's crazy how just talking about your experience in the music industry, um it, it's such a microcosm of just like how women are viewed. Period. Mm-hmm. It's just you're either this or you're either that. Mm-hmm. Can't be a career woman and be a mom, no. and be dating and be yeah. not be like you. you even mentioned like people didn't know I was in a relationship. Like who the fuck cares. cares? That is nobody's business. Who your baby daddy is, where he at, if you did it by yourself. But there's so many things that go into like just being a woman. Period. Mm-hmm. I was telling Erica, I was watching the documentary on Netflix this morning about um, AOC. Oh, I love her. I love her, girl. I was, yes, I was hey, texting her it. like I'm crying. She's like, yes. it just started. She was. It was like 8 a.m. I was <laughs> like, girl. Yes, like, you have to yes, watch cancer. it. I was like, I'm
0: going back to bed. Yes. we had a
1: morning call. I was like, I'm
0: out. I'm <laughs> my sleep.
1: dad turned on. He's like, you should watch this. It's really good. But that's my dad. Like, he's always made. Me. I've been watching documentaries since I'm five. Yes. <laughs> so he turned it on and I started watching it and I just like was just so inspired. And then I had these thoughts. Literally, my thoughts were like. I want to change the world. And then I was like, I'm never going to be able to change the world. I sold so much of my business on the internet. They're (laughs) going to find so many nipple pictures on Facebook. Hilarious. But it brings us back to this conversation where... There's this expectation to be like this one-dimensional type of woman. If you're a singer, you have to be beautiful and have a banging body, mm-hmm. and you have to have long flowing hair, and and you have to dress like this and show a little cleavage. If you're a politician, you better wear those curl, pearls. Yeah. You better be looking. girl. Take
3: off that red lipstick, ALC. Mm-hmm. Right, Ex- mm-hmm. bye. bye. Mm-hmm.
1: You can't be, you can't be working at a, be a waitress and then be this. You know, like there's this is like as women we're put in this box to like if you want to be this, you got to be just like this, and it's so stupid because. Men have made these these strange, weird boxes we're supposed to fit in, and in, in reality, that's not real. And it's just like your experience, just with pregnancy, just with motherhood. I'm so happy. Like obviously, we're not going to be politicians, but it doesn't it doesn't change. Post says that right, but it doesn't change that we we are still changing things. We're still changing a narrative. We're right here on this platform yes. to say. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> not Abs- happening. Absolutely. You know, I am a sexual being, and I am a mother, and I am intelligent, and I can be all of Obvious. those things. Yes. And I don't owe anybody shit to be like, I, you know, if I showed a nipple, you know, on Facebook, then I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not smart, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, it's crazy that it's taken this long to even feel this empowered. And even this morning, I felt, I literally text Erica, we can never be in politics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I politics. Have no,
3: but your, your soul is probably too pure for politics anyway. It's so true. It really is honestly. true. I'm
1: happy that AOC can do it because I can't. But <laughs> yes. it doesn't mean that we're not, we won't be able to change a narrative or change somebody's mind or inspire No, but you somebody. are. You
3: have daughters. You're changing the narrative right. already. Right. You're right. changing the narrative already. And like that's the greatest thing we can be as as women is examples. Right for the next generation. I mean, I don't have a daughter, but I have a son. So I need him to understand what it is to see a woman doing it all. I, 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 I your role is—I don't want to
0: say more important, but it's very crucial. Even it's so crucial because men, you know, have so for so long been the narrators of you know life and women (laughs) and and how we're viewed. And I think mothers have such a
3: responsibility who have sons mm-hmm. to really
0: change that. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And and fathers too. Yeah,
3: and fathers. Right. I, I I definitely want my son to see like as hard as it is to miss his first day of school, which I had to because I was in Atlanta working, I also know that I can't project my guilt on him as to what I think I should or shouldn't be doing or what makes me a good mom or like I've literally been with him more than most moms get to who work, and I take him with me to work. We travel, and you know I miss that day. And yes, it's harder on me than I think it will be on him. He's not going to remember, but I want him to know that yo mom had to go do what she's got to do, and my mom going to do what she has to do. I understand that makes her whole, and I understand that, that makes her fulfilled. Uh, fulfilled and be a better mom for me. Mm-hmm. And so you know it's it's very important. I think. That we 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 always have to try to work to maintain sense of self for our children to see that, um, because I can honestly see that I have to unlearn some of the things that I've seen my mom do as Absolutely. a mom, and my, you know, um, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever. Just just knowing that they're watching everything, and so it's like, if anything, I just want, I think kids should just be like my mom or dad is authentically who they are, and I understand that, and they they've true to themselves. of the time.
1: And and being authentic allows gives your child permission to also be authentic and be who they are. I I see like these small moments in our in our in our conversations, and I'm like I can I'm, I can I could say this or I could say that. And today we were watching the documentary. I was trying to make her pay attention because she's four and she totally could follow it. Right. And um, there was like a, a pride a pride celebration, mm-hmm. and there's a a drag queen, and she's like, is that a boy dressed like a girl? No, I don't remember when we went. Don't you remember when? girl? There's all uh, we saw uh, uh, like a, a little. Person the other day, and she was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> don't punch, don't punch, don't punch. And then we saw someone, they had like a, a what, what's the vitiligo or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I've, this is like a, a course of a week. So I was like, you know, I keep telling you, like, everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Everybody looks different. Our bodies are different. Our every Everybody has choices. Everybody's yeah. different, and it's fine. She's like, I was like, yeah. He, I was like, yeah, that's a drag queen. He likes to dress like, sometimes guy, the guys choose to dress like girls, sometimes at night, sometimes for shows. Sometimes they don't feel like they belong in their bodies, and they want to be something different, and that's fine. It's like, we're all different, and they're still beautiful. And I'm like... If one mom, if I could say this to, like, all the kids, yeah, <laughs> you know, at this vital, these vital points and there's questions and these things come up, how much could we change, like, the world? Well, I think the thing that
3: that we've, we've historically been made to think is that, like, children are children and they should know their place. Mm. But children are by far, far more developed than I think most people give them credit for. And I see that in the way that I raise my child versus how I was raised. Mm-hmm. And... I explain to my child, and I have conversation, and I ask him questions, and I care about what he thinks and how he feels about certain things, and I'm willing to be transparent and honest um, for his benefit, because there's there is so much power in the comprehension of being like, no, I I I uh, I want to empower you to come to your own conclusion and to have your own thought process by just providing you with the information, information.
0: and you come to. Your and family.
3: that's all it is. Like I'm not trying to pass my. Judgment on you or what you should believe in, unless it comes to racist, chauvinistic, patriarchal people. Mm-hmm. Definitely letting you know they're fuck people. Right. I mean, we, need to, we don't need to engage with those people. Yeah, so you know it's important that our our children are able to recognize that there's no there's no norm, there's no standard of like how people can look and be, and just you just kind of gotta observe and then find your tribe and just be like, oh, this is who I identify with, and this is who I don't. And the end. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think as a parent it's you we're always constantly learning like I'm constantly like I saw this it was like a meme or something the other day like how how irresponsible is it as a parent for you to say like because I said so like that's an opportunity and I think about it because I've said it you're not gonna front like I never said because I said so right but But then there are all times where it's like, there's an opportunity there for you to educate them or ask them, like, well, why is it that you feel that way? Mm -hmm. Or why do you think they do that? You know, and pose the question so that they can come to their own conclusion or educate them and arm them with information so that they can come to their own conclusions about things. Um, And I'm just so glad that we are having these conversations now because I even think now, like, I think, you know, having this podcast and, you know... Thinking about like the way my mother raised me, and she did the best she could, but like, was she having these conversations? No, and it's like I just feel like parenting. I feel like kids are smarter than ever. I think our generation of parents are more are smarter than ever, and it's
3: only going to get better. I'm hoping. I pray.
2: <laughs> yeah, I pray.
3: Yeah, but I, I just feel like it's because we're actually uncovering the layers of conditioning that we have been given to believe have to exist. Mm-hmm. You know that narrative of because I said so, you say that because you heard it.
2: Mm-hmm. You yeah, absolutely.
3: So we can change that by. I mean, I say it too, and, but then after I also think about it, I'm like this now. But my mom would say that to me because I said. Like I remember my mom would be like, Mom, why can't I do this? And she said because I said so. And I, it never sat with me. I would always be like, but why? No. And then she'd be like, because Z. Like, <laughs> always had like a like an answer back that was just no explanation. It's like, if you don't want me going somewhere, explain to me. Why? Why? Like, I want to understand because there's danger there that you're unaware of. Because I don't have a good feeling about that person. I have concerns that you are unaware of. Like, dot, dot, dot. I'm unable to pick you up. I don't know. Bop, bop, bop. Like, just give me something to go on, you know? Let's have a conversation about it. Absolutely. And I think that that's super important amongst parents and children is constant communication. It's, I mean, it's the key to every successful relationship in period. any period. Right. Personal, sexual, professional, friendship, whatever. Like, communication is key.
1: Even with yourself. <laughs> and I think, like, empowering your kid to have an opinion and to have the communication with, with your child empowers them to have communications with themselves and have opinions of like themselves and not just so we have to explain to them but when they're around peers like first of all we're in the age of the internet i don't even know what that means for a teenager okay i saw euphoria i'm scared as hell oh my gosh oh, euphoria it's wonderful <laughs> but i'm scared as hell zendaya you're a beast bro. you're a fucking you so beast. much of I a beast you, that i'm terrified <laughs> yeah. I'm so yeah. scared. i'm hurt. so scared but at least if we give them the empower them to have their own opinion When other kids and people like, first of all, we're really transparent parents. We talk about like no secrets because then you can better identify like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not fucking with Susie because Susie's tripping and I have my own opinion and I, my mom talked to me about this and I'm not doing X, Y, and fentanyl with you, right? (laughs) Because Susie's parents didn't say, because I said so, so. right? right? Instead of being like, look, let me tell you what could happen. You see the J down there on the street? Homeless? Let me tell you He made a wrong turn somewhere, somewhere. Okay? Because he listened to his homeboy. And his homeboy said... So there's like so much... There's so much power in being honest. And I think like... You know, people look at me a, us a certain way because we talk about cannabis and we talk about, transparently about our sex lives or dating. Oh, you
3: talk about plants and sexuality like they're natural things that came from the earth oh. and have begun. Yeah, oh, oh Ooh, crazy. So wrong. Ooh, so, so, so crazy.
1: Wrong. We're yeah. such crazy parents. Yeah. <laughs>
3: you know? Uh, th- the way we all got here, by the way. Right. Probably a little weed and sex involved. Oh, right.
2: <laughs> right, right. That part. <laughs>
1: You know, so I think that is important. And then you have have empowered people that know themselves. And I think even because I see my mom, too, and I see, like, she did the best that she could. Mm -hmm. But I see, like, a child when I see her sometimes Mm -hmm. and that she didn't take – she wasn't – Empowered to take the time to get to know herself and to heal the shit that her parents said or that her parents went through, and to see this is where I'm at right now. And she's fifty something years old and maybe still working through that. And like now, I think it's such a norm. Like I said, me and Shivon, we were talking on the phone. All we be talking, all we be doing is therapizing each other. Yes,
2: so
1: <laughs> therapizing. We be thera- Therapizing. And I'm like, so what do you think happened to you as a child? Yes, that made you feel this way, that you don't feel like you love yourself or you deserve better. And I said, because I've discovered, you know, I healing from when i was a child these are conversations i'm having with my homegirls all the yes, time shadow work and i'm like thank god yeah thank god i'm 31 and these are the conversations that we're having yeah. because this shit is important well because our parents who are in their 50s and 60s are still not having these conversations because it's scary it's terrifying No, our
0: parents i mean even my own parents she's like why are you putting all your business on the podcast yeah, yeah. right and i'm like Wait, there's so many women that reach out to us daily. Like, thank you, thank you. And now I know I'm not alone. And the reason we started this podcast is because we felt alone. Yeah, you know. And we are at a different age. I think we, our parents come from the time where it's like
3: we don't talk about that. No, Everything's like, a secret. We don't talk. tell your friends what happened in this household. Oh my god, everything is a secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be finding stuff out about my parents to this day that I'm like, <laughs> you just left that whole chapter out of my whole life. I've known you. <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's like it is. And I'm Caribbean, so it's very. Cloak and dagger, shh, shh, sh- shush, because you're worried about what so-and-so is going to say about you, and auntie so-and-so, and uncle so-and-so, and oh, did you hear what happened? <laughs> oh, this, and it's just like, can we just stop caring about what other people think? Like, if you know me and you know your child, like, let's just have the conversation. I I, I think that that's, that's the thing. And of course, there's always a sense of pride and protection as a parent, naturally, but we have to identify where that's coming from. Is it for our well-being or is it for the concern of what other people's opinions are? And I think that that's something we're learning to, we're learning to unlearn with each generation. Back to what you said about mm-hmm. getting better.
1: Right, right. And I think when we, when we allow ourselves to listen to other people's opinion, we begin to believe those opinions. Hmm. Absolutely. And that begins in childhood, you know, like. Oh, she's fast, or she's this, or, you know, Susie's shy, or whatever. Or she's fat. Right. Mm. You know? Like, that fat thing, the
0: fat and skinny thing, because I said that the other day. Like, oh, like, she's fat. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're there already? Mm. Where did that come from? Because, like, my mom growing up was so self-body conscious. And, like, I think growing up, too, being, like being an actor and modeling as a kid i was just so aware of my body also growing up in mostly white schools and my body not looking like the white young girls was very confusing for me and then also seeing my mom saying i'm fat Mm -hmm. and she does it to this day and i i always tell him like mom you have got to stop like that has whether or not you know it or not it's affected me you know i people always say eric you're so confident you're so confident but no i i am but like I just be quiet about my my yeah. insecurities. Right. I'm just as insecure as a lot of these motherfuckers out here. Yeah. I've been looking in the mirror, pulling on my t- stomach, touching my skin, especially after having a baby. Things have changed. And don't get me wrong. There's things that have changed that I really do my, very much enjoy. Yes. Like I'm like. I got some curves. I got curves. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's some things where I'm like, oh, that skin on the lower yes. belly. That ain't going. Go, that's <laughs> not going back. That's
3: not going back. <laughs> there's not enough collagen I can drink. But I, am, but I
0: really try to be conscious about how how I talk about my body in front of my daughter. App. Ab-
3: Absolutely. I think about this too because, especially living here in LA and mm. being in the industry that we're in, it's like, oh, you don't like something you yourself? Just go fix it. You can go oh. get it fixed. You can go get it fixed really, really quick. But it's just like, mm, if I were to do that about everything that I did, did not like about myself and my child inherits genetically the the features, the DNA, the characteristics, traits that are all there. And then you look different. And then I, and the non changeable things. Yeah, the non changeable <laughs> things. And I'm there telling them. You're fine. You're fi- like it's fine. You're fine you're the way beautiful. you are. You are beautiful, but I can't expect accept that narrative about myself. There is a disconnect here already. And so I honestly like I think about it too. We have to treat ourselves like we would treat our children. We have to be just as delicate. We have to be just as as, as how how much positivity and awareness and and conscious thought do I want to instill in my children? That's how I have to practice. For myself because they are watching and our inner child is still listening mm-hmm. and we're out here being like oh well this is it's like mm, I have to be like okay maybe I'm not as happy with this but what can I do to feel good about it mm-hmm. like how can what can I do like within myself because it's really the work in here like it's not just like oh let me go get this nipped and tucked or changed or bubble again not judging anyone who does that but you have to be mindful of of your child, if you're like, oh my gosh, I hate my nose, I'm going to fix my nose, and then your child gets that nose, mm-hmm. what are you telling your child by being like, oh, by the way, that nose that I thought was hideous, you have it too. Like, right. this is what we're talking, like, and no. It's, but it's cute on but you. But it's cute it's, on you. You, you yeah. look good. I just hated it on me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just, I just gave it, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel like we just need to be so much more aware and, like, forgiving with ourselves and accepting And always, my thing with when it comes to how we view ourselves, especially after a baby, is whatever you're doing for yourself as far as changing your body, if that's what you'd like to do, whatever, just make sure you're doing it from a place of self-love and not a place of self-hate. Because that is where we Mm -hmm. have the problem and the perpetuating problem. It's like, do everything from self-love, not self-hate. Not that you hate this. No, I love myself. And I love this part about myself too, but I want to feel this way, mm-hmm. you know. Not oh my god, I hate it. it is, no, just like we have to take all of that language out of ourselves, and it's not easy. Like again, years. I of can't imma- I mean, and
0: I can imagine in, in being being a singer and being out there, and the, so much pressure put on. Really like I feel like in the music industry specifically, like it's so much pressure because I mean actors I feel like our bot like there's a little more space because we're playing roles and we're like mm-hmm, we're supposed to be relatable. We're, we're, we're relatable, but are like we're playing different roles so we can kind of fluctuate where singers, you are who you are all the time. Right. And you're expected to be a certain way all the time. And you know, we talked before about, you know, how much weight we gained in pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, I gained seventy pounds. Seventy four. Yeah. And, you know, I remember my doctor, when I came in one time, I think I had gained, like, around 50, and she was like, whoa. yo, this." Happened. She literally was like, whoa, I mean, let me not get started on that girl, that mm-hmm. woman anyway, she, because... She hates her
1: OB. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not fucking
0: with her. <laughs> no. Um, but, but, yeah, and she kind of shamed me. Yeah. And I, and I was already a little depressed during my pregnancy, so then I was just like, well, fuck it, I'm about to go get this Ben and Jerry's. I don't go fuck. I'm something. going all you the know? way in. Yeah, and it's just like... And then after pregnancy, all the pressure to lose the weight. And like, how did you, you, well, first of all, did you enjoy your pregnancy?
3: I enjoyed every single day. I enjoyed the glow of my skin, my hair, as big as I was getting. I just, I loved it all the way until I didn't realize how much that was going to affect my body. Mm. And I remember the same thing happened. It was like right after Thanksgiving. Now you would have thought I ate the whole turkey. (laughs) The way that I came back and she looked, the, the nurse, it was the nurse. It wasn't even my doctor. She was like, oh, you've hit 40 pounds. And I still had like four months to go. And I was like, 40 pounds? How did it?" She's just like, did you? She's like, "Did you? have you been eating a lot? I was like, you think I'm over here eating a pack of donuts a day? Like, no. Like, I did not. This was not my intention. But again, there was issues going on that they didn't even identify till I was in labor. But long story short, I remember feeling like, what does this mean for me? And then I remember just being like, all right, well, it's fine. It'll just all go away after. And it did not. It did not go away immediately after. I still carry about 15 pounds extra than more than I was. Like I said, there are benefits that I like. I have curves I never had before. But I remember there was like a year after and I remember I did a performance in New York and I was wearing this like wrap skirt and somebody, I posted a video where I was like singing a Whitney Houston record and somebody commented in the comments was like, um, I still see that baby weight in your stomach. Oh, Oh, wow. wow. And I was, I was devastated. I was like, because I remember the anxiety I had getting dressed that day to be like, is it covered? Because I had like this loose skin now because I got stretched out to 55 inches. And like, I had a super flat stomach before and my skin was like, no, we ain't built to stretch like that. (laughs) And so, and so I remember being so self-conscious getting on the stage. And this one comment sent me into like a spiral of like, oh my God, oh my God, I have to be so conscious about this all the time. Get the Spanx, get the... And I just remember being like, oh, gosh, like, word? And then I remember seeing Beyonce after she had her twins. Mm-hmm. And she went into tour, and she was wearing these shorts, and people, no, she was wearing a dress or something, and everyone started speculating. Oh, my God, she's pregnant again. She's pregnant again. I'm like, no, she just, just had, had twins. twins.
1: What the fuck? Did
3: you see how big she got? <clears throat> it's okay that she's not a size four like she was before. You don't even know if that's her goal, if that's what she wants to get back to. Why do we do this to women. We never do this to men. We allow men to get beer bellies and get bald and we still love them. Yeah. Right? Okay? As long as they got money and they're killing it, y'all gonna be fine. True. Women, we put on a few extra pounds. Oh my god, she's letting herself go. I always love Rihanna for this example cuz Rihanna came out, I remember like I was to say like a couple years ago mm-hmm. maybe. She started dating this Sultan or Yeah, He's He's like, his ass. fine. 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 Like, okay, and I'm just like, "Oh, Riri, go get the royalty." And so she Came out and people were like, damn, Rihanna got thick. And they started trying to shame her. Mm -hmm. Like, damn, Rihanna got fat. Because no one was acknowledging how thin she was before because they got used to seeing her that way. When Rihanna stepped out with breasts Mm -hmm. and hips and a little bit of belly, it was like, what is this? She got fat. And the next day, Rihanna stepped out, like, taking all this voluptuousness. And I don't give a fuck what you think. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, we can choose to be thick?
2: Mm -hmm, Right. If
3: Rihanna chose to be thick, oh, now it's okay. But when you thought she let herself go, Yo. it wasn't okay. Just like a woman who gets pregnant and it's like, ooh, you let yourself go. It's like, mm, maybe I actually want to hold on to this little bit of weight. Maybe I like the way I feel. I feel more womanly now than I ever have when I get dressed mm-hmm. as I have curves. That's something I never had before, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that the pressure is is, it's like any insecurity. Don't allow anybody to use shit against you. Own your shit. Lizzo's out here being like, I'm a whole ass woman and a half yeah. and I say something about it. Right. right. And now I'm, and and I'm that bitch. Yeah. And I am her. Like, you want to be me because I have more confidence than that. Mm-hmm. I remember once I saw a woman walking down the street and she was a very large obese woman, but she was wearing a tube top mm-hmm. and a mini skirt. And I remember somebody I was with was like, well, damn. And I was like, you know what? I was like, that woman actually has more confidence than somebody that you think looks more appropriate wearing that outfit. Mm-hmm. I was like, because she has to she has to make a decision and a commitment to get dressed and know that everybody around her is going to snicker and mm-hmm. talk shit, and, and she, she still, still put that shit on and walk outside. No. So I'm like, so I'm about it. So I just feel like we have to get to a place where we're just like, and yes, my stomach isn't as flat as it used to be because I had a large ass baby. <laughs> By the way, let me tell you about the invasive serious surgery that I had to have to have my child. So should we talk about that? Or no, we can't can't talk about that. Will you have empathy and sympathy for me then when I tell you I almost died having this child? So I got a little extra loose skin, but I'm here to tell my story. Like, what are we talking about? So I just feel like people are so critical these days and it's really our job to work to block out the noise and to never allow anybody to use no shit that we know about that makes us great and is a part of our narrative against us.
0: You know what's so sad though too about that is a lot of the people that talk shit are women.
1: Oh. We're programmed now. It's so
0: crazy because I remember even you, like one of your not you talking shit. I was she
3: was like, like, No, you
1: even know how <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, about that you're skinny bitch. <laughs> uh, I know. I was
3: like, baby, where
1: <laughs> And I thought I was gonna like get sick after the baby. You were excited. I was so hype. Girl, boom.
0: No, but I was think I was thinking about, you know, you were telling me that one of your friends was like Rihanna Dunlop, like Rihanna's not cute anymore. do you remember you told me that. Like, she, was it, it Rihanna? I was just about Rihanna. to say that. It was Rihanna. And I got
1: so fucking mad. Like, she was my fucking cousin. Like, it was around the time is. when Rihanna came out and was like
0: looking more thicker. They yeah. were like, oh, Rihanna's lost it. She. I was like, but that's what
1: I was gonna say. I was
2: like,
0: lost
1: fuck it. having. I mean, not fuck having a baby. That's amazing. Like, I had a baby. I'm I'm still I'm thin still. So I can notice changes in my body. My skin's looser, whatever. But I had to tell this bitch. I was like, dog. She's not sixteen or eighteen or twenty-five. Granted, my body's been the same for a long-ass time. Even I know that. And bitch, you know that because you ain't looked the same from ten years ago. <laughs> Hello. So I'm like, you got to like, And okay. also, who?
0: Maybe she's taking better care of herself. Right. Maybe, maybe she's. Maybe no. she's getting deep. She's getting dig <laughs> down.
3: Okay. Eating good. And eating these good royal and dinners. Okay. <laughs> well, of
2: course it's. Okay. Okay. Eating she,
3: on the PJ. <laughs> flying to Dubai on the yacht. Okay. okay.
1: Fucking okay. <laughs> Happy. She's like, I don't I was like, I was I was almost I was like I remember you
0: called and you're like, I had to leave. Because I, I got upset. Yes. She left.
1: She had to leave the hangout. because She got so upset. <laughs> don't, I don't do this know. to me. And, and, and I think it was another it was a black, the a black woman. Yeah, I was, I was pissed. I was pissed. I was just like, this hater ass, these hater ass friends I got. I'm gonna have to get some new <laughs> get friends. Some new friends. <laughs> I was mad as hell. Yes. I, I forgot. And when she was talking about this, I was like, this sounds familiar. Well, it's just
3: because <laughs> like when you get to a point, and I find that like I'm at this just as a woman in general. It's like I have zero tolerance like, and like, let me not say tolerance, but I, I'm very mindful of where I, what frequency I'm on. And so any friends and people in my life that don't operate on that frequency, I don't give a fuck if they're family or not. Like, I'm just like, I love you from afar. And you know what
1: it is <laughs> you know? too? Because we we're just talking about our witchiness in September because we got this message and stuff. But I'm learning to really trust my motherfucking gut. Sometimes I'm like so nice. I'm like, am I being mean? Am I just not liking her? No, bitch. It's because you don't like her. It's because you don't like her. Or the vibe is, not, the right vibe right is not right right now. She's not. She's not like. Sometimes we have to accept that we can have friends, and sometimes our evolutions speed up, slow down, and it just doesn't level up. And yeah. it's not that I don't love you. And I, and I know we all have to be around people that make us uncomfortable to to accept. You know, all of us at our, at our different places yeah. in our lives, but I've I've really accepted that like my witchy shit is on point, yeah. and what works for me and what I know, I know, and I'm not I'm not questioning that shit anymore. No, That's, I don't care if I've known you 15 years. I don't care if I know you five years. I will love a motherfucker. I met five minutes ago in the gas station because that's how I roll. Yeah. So I don't like, when as soon as a vibe doesn't fit, I, like I said, I had to go. The
2: vibe.
1: <laughs> you don't. You think Rihanna doesn't look good? Vibe. Are we packing up. <laughs> yeah. Me and Luna gotta go. We, we gotta, gotta go. go. I got My appointment just rang. Vibe, don't lie. <laughs> you're, not about to, you're not about
0: to let Luna hear all this. You're not <laughs> about to do this to my baby. Trust <laughs> me. She
1: pollute her brain with this
0: bullshit. Okay? I don't have friends like this. So I know that you um, are really into, you know, Self, self, health and the mental health aspect. I see you promoted a lot on your Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. how did you get into that? I even saw that you did like a like an essence. Thing. At Essence Fest, you did like a bolt, like a, a, a sound bowl, best sound best bag. Yeah. She discovered
1: this last night on Instagram. She I wants, did. She wants, like, should we text her and tell her to bring it? I was like, should I should have I brought it. Oh, I should. I forgot to text you. I was going to. I, I was like, like, Erica, calm down. She don't even know us. I'll bring it on which night? Don't I worry. Don't yeah, perfect.
3: which yeah. dinner I'll bring it. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, this. I feel like my wellness journey started before I became a mom but definitely has been instrumental as far as now being in, like a like I said, a whole-ass family and, and having a child in, in recognizing that these practices that I discovered as far as wellness, um, Reiki, acupuncture, um, therapy, mm. all these things are tools that I need to continue to use in my everyday life moving forward. And in having a network of people and having an audience – this is something that's very close to me. When I was a kid, when I was four years old, I said I wanted to be a singing nurse. Oh, yes. Wow. and Did you so, Had you
0: seen that before? Or you no, just,
3: just made it up. I was <laughs> like, this is my title. I'm a singing nurse. And everyone was like, it's so cute. You made that up. I was like, yeah, but I'm, I'm really going to be a that. singing nurse. <laughs> and I really fucking feel like that. Like, I really feel like I have the ability to heal through music, through voice, through word, and through sound. And so... That is something that I've kind of just been evolving and and branching out into and I'm very thankful because it allows me to feel like I'm living more on my purpose every day. but it is it's so important. it's so important, especially as mothers. if you look at yourself as a vessel in a cup, you deplete like it's natural in our to in our nature to give and give and give and give and give but like what are we doing to fill that cup back? Mm-hmm. How are we? pouring back in to be able to give more and like there's nothing wrong with giving but when you're out you're out and so I think we've all hit that point as women in some regard in some dynamic as mothers in on a daily basis some days I'm just like I don't have it Mm -hmm. like some days I, I hear myself saying to my son when he's not listening I'm like Cameron I don't have it today and that's me acknowledging myself but also letting him know it's, today's not the day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm running on empty today and I need you to I need you to work with me on this. Mm-hmm. And so um in in speaking that narrative through motherhood and through wellness and even through making like heartbroken love records, like people have always. I'm the girl that's standing in the bathroom with someone crying, and I'll be like, "Don't worry, girl. Don't worry." Oh my god, my sister
1: it. cancer. That I, am, I love you. This is us. <laughs> this, this is, is us. me. Yeah.
3: Like I'm the girl giving advice to the stranger at the gas station. This is yeah. me. Like, that's definitely
0: me. Jamila. I'm bring, bring it, gonna it and, in and, and, yeah. and, and me. My cynical ass. I'm like, "Don't talk to, don't me. Talk don't me. Talk we to we him. What are you doing, girl? No.
1: I'm sorry. His family is up the street. We're gonna give him a ride. He's fine."
3: I am the same, but like I recognize that also as <laughs> a superpower, and so I I understand that with that. I have to create work and narratives that do that. And so I have been, more than ever, been brought opportunities this year that have afforded me to do that, to speak about wellness, to speak about sound healing. Um, specifically Specifically for me, I lost my voice when I went through a very traumatic year. And that was directly associated to an energetic block in my throat chakra. And that's really what allowed me to, that forced me to find The healing, the alternative healing. And that was from the unspoken words and feelings that I didn't get out, the apologies I thought that I deserved that I never got from certain people, the heartbreak I was carrying, Mm, the disappointment. mm. And I stored it all here in my gift. And the universe and God was just like, oh, if you're not going to pay attention to what journey you really need to be on, I'm going to shake your whole life up by affecting your gift. This thing that always shows up for you it's not going to show up for you after 30 minutes. Wow. You're going to struggle and you're going to get so uncomfortable that you're going to have to make a shift. And so that's where my energy healing came from. That's where understanding the power of where we store trauma in our bodies come from. That's where this wellness narrative has come from. And, you know, I share that openly with my audience and, and it's really important. Like I got a back injury right now. I know it. I know why I have a back injury. It's because I just saw somebody that I don't really fuck with anymore. And that trauma keeps coming up and I'm like, ugh. And this was somebody that was very close to me, and every time this person appears in my life, my back acts up. Wow! So I I understand how everything is interconnected, and I think that that's something that we all need to be mindful of. That's something we all need to be aware of.
1: Um, when you said something earlier that really resonated with me, because <clears throat> I had this thought like recently, and it was that you know the same the same uh like how we mother our children that's the same energy we need to give ourselves mm-hmm. because I found myself a lot of times brushing my own feeling like having to keep going like it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal girl like you're yeah. so going really cry over spilt milk like like, you're tougher than that. Like, that I'm I'm supposed to be tough, and I'm supposed to be hardcore. I say that a lot. I a to little Kim way too much. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, yeah, it's like, hardcore, you know? And I just, and I, you know, and then I, I found myself being so gentle with my child. And, like, it's okay. And, like, comforting her and, like, allowing her to be feel and be sad or be these. And it dawned on me, like, how can you show up for her in this way and allow her this space to be emotional and be... And be these things, but you're not even allowing your. You're not even giving your. You're not even being gentle with yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, I and same like harboring feelings of, of disappointment, of, of
2: resentment, of resentment. Exciting where I it. thought, yeah, where yeah.
1: people weren't gentle with me or didn't or didn't give me apologies. And I was just like, wow, Like that is so profound. I'm so happy that you like tapped back into that because it's true. The way we mother our children and other people, we have to deliver that same, that same gentleness to ourselves because then that's how you can expect it from partners and from other relationships. When you don't give it to yourself, then you, you kind of allow other people to do the same, the same thing to you, brush off your feelings. So
3: the two things that I've really been working on this year is um, setting healthy boundaries and not taking things personally. Mm -hmm. And literally, like, if we can have more compassion, and I'm a very emotional person, and I find that that's like a superpower, but also can be a super hindrance in particular situations, especially with dealing with people that are not as emotional. And so by setting a boundary of understanding, uh, and also like having more compassion, like what a thing to be able to, draw on more compassion for somebody that has zero for you Mm. to literally look at somebody in their darkest moment when they're treating you like dirt and being like you know what it's okay i know that you're i know that the reason why you're doing this has nothing to do do with me me. and it's really your own work and traumas that are coming up and i'm just not going to allow you to put that on me and that's kind of where i've been operating on in this year because i've made a lot of changes in people with people in my life that I literally am able to see them for who they truly are, even if they can't see themselves. And in times when I'd be like, how could you do that to me? How could you be that way? If I change that narrative and be like, "Mm, you're not doing that to me. This is how you operate. This is how you operate with or without me. I just have an expectation that you won't do this same shit to me that I see you do to everybody else. But this is actually the work that you need to be doing. I can't do that work for you. So I love you, but I have to set a boundary that I can't allow you to do this to me. Mm -hmm. End a story. And not take it primal. Well, how could you? I know exactly how you could. And so I find that like more compassion is the key. And it's a real challenge, but it's a real gift. And it brings so much peace to ourselves when you can just say, I don't need the apology. I don't need you to be sorry. I don't need... I might never get the, I'm sorry, I recognize I fucked up and I hurt you feelings. Like I might never get that from you, but I can forgive you without you asking for the apology mm-hmm. because I have more compassion. And so that is... Uh, That's like one of the things, and just not taking shit personally, like whatever, like yeah, I know it's hard because sometimes you got personal with somebody and then they do something you're like, how can I not take that shit personally? Mm -hmm. But if you have more compassion, then that personal attack doesn't seem as harsh. And that's something that's been helpful for me this year in growth and evolution and peace. Because at the end of the day, that's all you got. That's all you have is your peace at the end of the day. And like, I'll be damned if I'm going to let somebody else steal my peace. That's my... That's, that's me. That's mine. My and hands. that's me allowing them to do that. Right. Like, choose. Choose. Everything is a choice. Everything is a choice. <laughs> so if you just got to take that beat and be like, I'm not going to react right now. I'm just going to take a breath.
0: I was having this conversation with Jamila a few weeks ago because I think <clears throat> cancers in general, y'all, y'all love... Y'all... Okay, so for me, like, I'm... I don't really
3: like people that much.
0: Scorpio. Like, I do like people, but, like, I I do. But I'm a very, like, I'm an energy person. I'm like, oh, fuck with that. She's she's skeptical. I'm very skeptical. I'm very observant. And I'm like, hmm. Whereas she's very compassionate. Mm -hmm. And not to say I'm not, but she's very compassionate. And she's very forgiving and loving. And and that's what, and I love that quality about you. A lot of times I'm like, Jamila, go be nice to them because I'm not in the mood. (laughs) 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 But, and I was saying that, but there has to be a line between, like, how do you find that line between protecting your energy and like but also still being who you are mm-hmm. which is at your core you love people you want to help people yeah. but not everyone deserves your help right but it's hard to do that because it's just innately in you so how do you find that
2: line oh it
3: is exhausting like i i don't know about you but like i am ex- i can be exhausted exhausted by how much i have to give i give so much on stage I am the girlfriend that's being to my girlfriend and the girlfriend that I just met at the gas station. Like, it is exhausting. And I even remember seeing um, a shaman, actually, like years ago. And she expressed to me that when you are that way, it's very porous and you can pull people's energy into you. And then that's even more exhausting. And I think it's just about being authentic. I think it's just about really being like, can I give more today or do I have to set a boundary for myself today? Today's just not the day. I don't have it. I don't have it today. Um... It's a constant. I think for me, especially, a balance. A balance, like of being like, "Do you have that in your real house today? How are you feeling today?" And still being self, and not feeling bad about being like, mm, "I don't have it today," mm-hmm. and not showing, like, not showing up or or drawing the ba- boundary out of spite, but just more out of like protection. I just can't. More, like, I can't. Yeah. I just don't have it, <clears throat> and like, I can be very skeptical of people as well, and I can see people and read energy and be like, mm, "I
2: don't could
3: like <laughs> do. but. At the same time, I can also just make it, like, just be like, I also see you for who it is, and, like, it's like, I can be in your presence, and then we don't, we don't ever have to speak again, and that's just...
1: I think that's about, like, what I said about trusting, trusting my inner, like, my feelings about people, and, you know, shit changes, and people change, and and then you grow, and your third eye gets let, gets more Mm -hmm. clear, and suddenly you see people for who they are, and you're like damn, like, I've been friends with you all this time. I didn't really notice this and this and that. But that's because I didn't want to notice it. That's because I was busy I, loving you. Yes. And sometimes I'm like, damn, had I just, like, really stuck with my gut perception, I would. I, I knew. I, I always already knew. And I don't know if you, you do this. I, be, I will forgive a motherfucker. I, I will not forget. Never. Shit.
0: <laughs> never. It's never impossible.
1: Forget. And this is what
3: I'm saying. Like, we hear this thing It's just like, oh, we just need to move on. It's just like, no, okay, I can forgive you. That's fine. But don't ever expect me to forget some shit. And so if I see characteristics in you that trigger this thing that I have not forgotten, we definitely going to have a problem because right. there's no growth here. Mm-hmm. And it's not about me holding on to shit. It's about me looking at you and being like, you're not growing. You're
1: stagnant and mm-hmm. I can't be
3: around I stagnant can't. ass bitch. No, it's, st- <laughs> it's not happening. T-shirt, I can't, you can't be around <laughs> <it>. She said. <laughs> okay, she, you know. going up on the merch store. Yes, <laughs> but, that's what but that's what I'm saying. Like, pe- We can't erase things. You cannot erase things. You can work on healing, but healing is an inside job, but also requires, if you got some shit, it's like, if you keep touching the stove, that burn is never going to heal properly. If you keep opening up that wound and allowing that stove to get that close to that wound, it's never going I mean, to yeah. heal. So it's just like that with people. You gotta take responsibility. You gotta you gotta set boundaries. You cannot be afraid to set boundaries To just be like, it's fine. Like, I'll get into arguments with my fiance and I'll be like you know he'll, he'll say certain things and if we're we're not aligned energetically and I know I'm fe- I'm in my feelings and I know I have feelings and I need a space to come to him and he's not a very emotional person like I am is he thing. cancer too he is a gemini uh, oh I had my baby daddy Ooh, mm-hmm. he's a gemini mm-hmm. I will say he's not a crazy gemini but he definitely has a duality to him and he is he he can be sensitive and he can also be he can be on and off at the same mm-hmm. time but I know when he's off so he'll be like what's wrong and I'll be like I don't feel safe to share my feelings with you because I don't feel like you're in a position to receive what I have to say right now. Mm. And he'll be like, well, what? And that's just like, but that's just the reality of it. I know what I'm seeing. I know what I'm feeling. It's not that I think that you're not, I'm setting a boundary for myself. I'm not going to treat you any differently, but like, bro, like we can't talk about this right now because we're not. We're not gelling. Mm-hmm. So let me not try to force a square into a circle. Right. right, right now. Like so let we just come back to it mm-hmm. when it's time. And that is that is a new that is new, Melanie. Because once upon a time, be like, we're gonna talk about this right now. <laughs> we have to talk about it now. We're gonna sit here and talk about our feelings. I don't care. And you expect change to happen overnight. I have really worked on letting go of expectations of other people mm-hmm. to arrive I where you are them. at the same time. But what we're not gonna do is we're not going to stop growing that's what we're not going to do. Yeah. Like we can we can do this. If you look at life and you go like this, at least we're moving in the same direction. Right. You know what I mean? We're moving. Sometimes we stop at the same point. Sometimes we're a little off, but if we're not progressing, it it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that can that's in every relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm so happy we have another fellow sensitive ass cancer oh, here. Oh, you're sensitive ass. <laughs> but a lot of me feels like I need that. I I I I I have joy and exchanging energy with people sometimes, but you're right. There has to be a limit. There has to be a boundary. Everybody can't. have I think
0: it. it's like you have to, like for for me watching your your joy and like the, the love you have for people. Like I honestly, I feel like it's affected me in, in a very positive way. Mm. Honestly, but sometimes I feel like you you accept people because because you're so loving. You accept for who, who they are. And then you continue to allow them in your space, even though, but and not realizing that you're still taking on their shit, even though you've accepted who they are, that right? they're, you know what I mean. Some people have just gotta be ex nated out. Yeah, you know. Pretty much. And, and I'm learning that well, too. I'm, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I've be doing shit sometimes too, where I'm like, why Why am I still entertaining this, this doing bullshit? This? Yeah. And it's really <laughs> ba- it? Yes. You're not changing at all. Um, but I just feel like it's there, you have to set boundaries, and then those, sometimes those boundaries mean like you're no longer here.
3: See, I in think this space. I think there's two ways. Like you can there's two ways to look at people. You can look at someone and be like I do not trust you. You're going to have to earn my trust. Or you can be like I trust you until you give me reason not to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm on that spectrum. I I try not to be as well, I don't like I I I literally would just like I will see you for who you are and until I see something about you that I'm like no, nope, that's never going to work, then you have to show up to be that. Like otherwise I'm just going to give you the opportunity to reveal who you are right, right. as opposed to making a decision about who you might be. Because mm-hmm. I've done that and then have turned out to see people. That, I mean, if I thought that about my fiance, we would not be here right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ugh. I was like, he likes white women. When I first met him, I was just like, oh, he would like this. There was net. Like, and because when I first met him, we were both in separate relationships. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought that we would have had anything in common. But. As I met him and got to know him, I was like, oh, when I reconnected with him years later, I was like, I was shocked. I was like, oh my God, you're down to earth and you're not this pretentious, stuffy, pretty boy that I thought like you're deep and you actually have more and you're kind of corny and funny like I am. Like had no idea. Oh, and you like brown girls. Like, oh, okay. Like I really did not, you know. And so like I said, so in changing that, it's like, show me
1: who you are and then give me a reason to be like, "Mm mm-mm. That's interesting you said that, because I feel like I have, <clears throat> I, with men, I think it's a lot of my taintedness from growing up in the valley and living in shallow-ass LA, but if <laughs> I, like, I'll see black men, and I could be, like, say they're with a the white girl, I'd be like, oh, mm, you're not into, you're not into mm-hmm. us, you don't like yourself. I will make, I have. I make judgments. I've made judgments. I've, I've seen black men with, like, a white woman, like, typical. Next,
0: and. Yeah, but think about the people that judge you first if they see you out on a date with a white guy. I Because yeah. white men love you.
1: I know they do, but <laughs> keep trying, but, um. <laughs> I want like I think I thought a lot of that was because I grew up here, and I think there's a lot of self hate issues with black men in LA because mm. that's just the vibe. But I know you grew up in Canada. I did grew
3: up in
1: Canada, um, apparently. And wherever that girl <laughs> messaged us, Vaughn, Canada, um, and so okay, maybe is it not my experience just growing up in LA? How, what is your what is your take on like okay how I've, I've, I mean I've been to Canada, but what's the racial like. Like integration or like black men. I don't know. What's the temperature? What's the there?
3: temperature? So I mean, I I grew up, I grew up. I feel like it's a cultural thing in Canada more than it is a race thing, or at least in Toronto because Toronto's so multicultural that it was like seeing a black guy with a Filipino girl was just like, yeah, she's down. Okay. Like she, it, and so like it wasn't a weird thing to be like, oh, it's weird. Like my best friend is Filipino, of course she's down with a Caribbean guy. Like of yeah, course we right. all are. You know, so for me it was like. Culturally, it was never um, a race thing for me, I guess, per se. Like, I remember being in elementary school, and like one of my favorite boyfriends that I ever had, he was like Chilean, and it was like he was Spanish, and I had it for him in sixth grade. Like, it was hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was just culture, I think. It wasn't really race, and I feel like the race thing comes up a lot here in America, it's very different. In Canada, especially in Toronto, our differences, our culture, our melting pot is a strength and celebrated and and highly revered. Whereas out here, I feel like there are hard lines drawn between, in culture, mm-hmm. and it comes from the history of what it is. It's just like, are you with us or are you not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because for a long time, y'all wasn't with us. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so it, it there there's a different thing. We have to check a box. What whose team? What squad mm-hmm. are you representing? You know what I mean? Like. There's a lot more, I feel, allyship in Canada. Mm. I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist. Right. I'm not saying that those stereotypes and norms, like, I come from Guyana, where my family comes from, Guyana, where my cousins look nothing like me. Like, I have cousins that are white with blue eyes, and then I've got cousins that are darker with curlier, super kinky hair, and, like, different curl patterns and different textures, and it's just, like, however, there is a, a deep-lying, historic racism that happens amongst all Black people mm-hmm. because of how we yeah, have colorism, because mm-hmm. of how we were distributed, right? Mm-hmm. For lack of a better word. But um, the, you know the, these these are deep things that we come to. But it's amazing to me to see that we can still do that to each other, but we still don't celebrate like all that it is, all that we did. That car just stop.
2: No.
3: Oh my bad. Mm-hmm. Um, that we still don't celebrate all that the beauty of that of that is. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't look at any other race and see this much diversity. Right, right. And so for me it's like, mm, okay. And and I think that I don't know, me personally, I'm I'm becoming more open to to allyship as far as here in America. It's just like you might never know what it is to be a woman of color or a black woman, but you better be an ally to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. White man, mm-hmm. Asian man. Like mm-hmm. you better be like I don't know what the experience is. But I'm down to support what your rights and what you're fighting for are. Mm-hmm. And that goes for your white girlfriends. That goes for your, your Spanish girlfriends. Mm-hmm. That goes for your Asian girlfriends. That goes for men and women, all your people, your co-workers. That goes for everybody.
1: Say so it loud. You know? So,
3: <laughs> so I just feel like, yeah, like, it, it's, it, it's different. I definitely had a different perspective going here. And I had to come here and learn the culture of what African-American history was, um, which is not African-Canadian history. It's very different. Which is not Caribbean history. Um, exactly the same and have a certain level of sensitivity and awareness and understand what that is for sure absolutely interesting, <laughs> interesting. come to Canada it's yeah. good it's good um, I told you I was like look you got a
0: bug brother or you're like you know, yeah, I, might, I might need to get out of here okay? listen,
3: I've I've been solicited for <laughs> a, a arranged marriage, mar- marriages for sure
0: Um. do you have anything else or... um do we have any questions anybody wanted to
1: answer? I need to wrap it up soon. About Vaughn, Canada. I think she answered it. <laughs> uh, she said, how was it like growing up in Canada, Vaughn in particular, mm-hmm. and when are you coming back to visit?
3: Canada was amazing. Vaughn was trash. <laughs> um, Vaughn was like, as soon as we moved from the city to Vaughn, it was a like complete culture shock because I grew up in the city with so much diversity, and then we moved to the suburbs, and it was all Italian, all white. Mm. And I remember coming from the city, and like, I grew up as like, a girl in the city with so much diversity, I never even looked at myself as different until people started assuming that because I came from the city, I was a part of a gang.
1: No, great. Oh, wow. And I
3: was like, what are we talking about? Do you know I'm a straight A student? What, what are we right. talking about? Like, I do well. Like, what are we talking about? I'm not in these what streets game? like that. Right. I play
1: sports. I'm
3: like, what are we talking about? <laughs> and um, and I will say that that experience gave me an, a, a wonderful tool in being a visible minority in a school where there was predominantly white people. And having certain judgments, like, put on you and and feeling ganged up on at times really made me show up as my own leader and forced me to recognize that I can be adaptable in any situation. Mm-hmm. That, like, it does not matter where I am. Drop me off anywhere, and I will survive. Mm-hmm. And that was a hard lesson to learn because at times it was very isolating and very sad. And I remember even when I was 13, the one girl that I f- identified with, her family was from where my family is from in um, the Caribbean. And even though we looked different, we still had a very cultural connection. And then she died tragically in a car accident Mm -hmm. right before we started high school. And I remember being like, oh, my God, the one person I found here is now gone. And it was crazy and tragic. But again, all for the story, all for the character building. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like it was not the best experience growing up there. I really would have loved to have more diversity in my high school experience. But it, like I said, it definitely prepared me for being... um, adaptable. Yeah, and not being defined by not now not, allow, not allowing myself to be defined by my environment, but to define myself in the environment. Okay.
0: Well, I feel like I've learned so much Seriously. in this short time. Yeah. You are so just intelligent, well-spoken, like strong. like you really have a strong hold on, like, on your beliefs and I really respect that. Thank you. And that's beautiful because you never know. Like I don't I don't know you. We just reached out. We were like, let's, let's have a conversation. She'd here and be
3: a trash ass
0: <laughs> person. I don't know. <laughs> like, She'd come here and be she's you a know. Bitch, but, Right? right? I just the be like, right We've never, but honestly, like, I don't know. Me and Jamila have had really awesome. We, everyone that we've connected with on this podcast it's always been
3: such an amazing and learning experience
0: I believe truly. in
1: divine like uh, like even in aesthetics I'm an esthetician I do lashes mm-hmm.
3: by the way I've been admiring these lashes from this angle
1: all show uh, they, not, these are like little flares because I can't do my own I'm, I'm, into, I'm pretty good at what I do though. I'm into them but I always like, I always get really chill clients I, I, I really agree completely in all aspects of my life believe in like my gravitational pull 100. to like people that are like-minded and like i never get like i, I go to people's houses so i can get some weird ass shit happening to me but i never <laughs> do i'm like oh my no. god i found a new front you know like <laughs> always and i think that 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 energy comes to the podcast it's like we always just like come upon people that were like oh you're part of our tribe come yes. to our witchy dinner yes <laughs> you, know? you know but
3: it's because you're living with intention and you're living in truth yes. and when you do that you find other people that are doing the same and okay. so like that's not coincidence that's literally what you're doing that's the work you're doing that's the energy you're putting out and that's the thing that more people need to be aware of is like everything is not happening to you like whatever's going on in your life before you start pointing at other people like why is this happening take a look at yourself mm-hmm. understand that like your frequency that you're putting out there is happening because you're manifesting it yep mm-hmm. and i know that sounds crazy some people that might be listening because they maybe haven't understood that but it is 100% true and I I always say this is one thing that people say is like even if you take something small if you want to test it just start saying something like just like I want to see more red flowers Mm -hmm, I want to see more red flowers and then just see how many red flowers you start to see it really is all of it it's not just all Siri listening and algorithms you know it's like we really are we really are powerful beings and we do have the ability to manifest exactly what we want and who we want around and so there's just no coincidence that from Siobhan to Shannon.
1: To that Q in to Q in
3: Germany at the beginning <laughs> of my career. Um, <laughs> okay. you know, th- that that all these things just come full circle in a line, which doesn't seem like it all should connect, but it does. Right. But when you are in your right space and timing, you end up where you are supposed to. And so I'm happy to be at the table. I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm so happy. Find happy more drives. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come hang out with us. Um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes,
3: um, at Melanie Fiona on every social media platform melaniefiona.com, uh, Melanie Fiona TV on YouTube. Because I think for your listeners, if they want to come, I did a series called Living Awake where I did um, interview some of my friends, Chan being one of them, about their journey to their awakening moments, which mm-hmm. was like a huge thing for me in 2012. So that was the pivot to wellness for me. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good series that I think people will appreciate there. And, yeah, just holler at me online. Slide in my DMs. (laughs) I might end up at your table. (laughs) All right, y'all. You know where to find us,
1: at Moms underscore bad choices. Submit some horries. And if you're in Atlanta or in a nearby city, you know we're having our live motherfucking show on Sunday, October 13th. We expect you in the motherfucking building. Drinking tequila or whatever (laughs) you drink, you know, we'll be there. It will be fun. Buy your tickets. The link is in our bio. And that's it. We'll catch you next week. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.